watch Tim wishes you good luck and Godspeed. Bruno, thank you so much for taking the time to come in the studio and talk with us today. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's great to have you back. This has been a long time coming uh, since we had you on the Space Monkeys oh so many months ago. Everything's changed now. <laughs> Everything's changed. Everything's evolved. Everything's grown. So uh, I first spoke to you. I got to ask you a question at the Ho-Ho Festival which was this small meetup in, I think, the early summer held in this 3D virtual space. And this was before the eggs hatched. And you were patiently trying to help us, make us understand the most advanced NFT system in the world. Fast forward to the end of the very same year, and you and your team, not only have you built the technology, but you've infected us with this story that has captured both a huge amount of our KSM and a significant portion of our imagination. I'm wondering if you can tell us where this idea for the Canaria universe came from and how it evolved into the story it is today. Yeah, um, it it was kind of uh, made up on the fly, all of it, to be honest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. uh, so the, the eggs initially came about as a fundraising mechanism and I needed a way to raise money to fund the team to build the vision yeah. by first building a very primitive version of the vision. Wow. And it kind of seemed natural to, to use the egg model because this is something that could kind of, you know, hatch, evolve. But also it was happening around Easter, so it only made sense. And since it was on Kusama, which is the Canary Network, we just chose canaries to hatch from these from these eggs. Sure. And um, the rest just kind of fell into place. We started drafting some sketches and, and working on, on all of this. Um, yeah, it's, it just started to fit together real nice as we were exploring things. And it yeah it became kind of this this huge this huge project. Wow! And then when we were writing the descriptions for the items and everything that you use in in Canaria, um, a lot of a lot of those are actually not man written. <laughs> a lot of those are actually just AI generated. No way. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the so, boys in chaos now are gonna freak out when they hear that. Yeah. Um, and so now kind of our, our uh, AI has kind of boxed us into having to develop a lot of things that we weren't even, you know, thinking about very long, much long term. Sure. The metaverse was always a part of the plan in a way. And we always wanted to build something where you could very naturally use these avatars that are, you know, advanced. Um, but so many of these other things were just wonderful coincidences that fell into place and started making sense only after they were developed and, and uh, even, you know, conspiracied into the into reality by by our by everybody, by the fans, by everybody, by the users and everything. So I kind of loved the way that the project evolved with and alongside the community. Um, in a way, it's 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 like the world's first storytelling DAO. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, everybody's participating, even if they don't know it. Now, you guys have been in an intense period of development. You have kind of pivoted on the technology here. On one side, you're rewriting the logic as Solidity Smart Contracts, which has kind of opened you up to the whole Moon River world, and also the world of legacy NFTs as well. 
And then you're also building these uh, these pallets. Uh, just an announcement yesterday uh, that Robonomics is going to be putting your pallet in into their parachain. Uh, can you just tell us how uh, how these projects are going and, and what they're going to unlock for users of Remark? Yeah, sure. So the the uh, the overall like conclusion that Remark is not really economically usable on any EVM chain is still true today. Mm. Uh, the reason why we're writing Solidity versions of it is purely because there's demand. So there's so much demand that it makes no sense to ignore, and it would be hubris and maximalism to ignore huh. um, this much demand. So we are writing this to make it available to other chains. Now, if those chains come up with a way to lower their fees or increase their you know, um, economic utility to the point where this can actually be used, that's fantastic. And we're also discussing um, integrations with some privacy projects that use rollups on Ethereum so that this could even potentially work on Ethereum when yeah. rolled up into you know, multiple transactions into one, um, which does make it much more approachable. But yeah, in, in a nutshell, we're just going the EVM route um, because there's just so much demand. Um, even if it's only for like porting, bridging the NFTs as IOUs into EVM so that you can at least trade them there yeah. and then back again into the system where you can use the full functionality, even that is already pretty powerful. And um, as far as the pallets go, this is this has always been kind of the ultimate goal mm-hmm. to get a get an optimized set of you know Rust modules to plug into any chain, so that we can actually be natively integrated with all of them. Um, and so all of both of these projects are, are well underway now, with uh, actually plenty of external help going on as well. Um, lots of the teams that actually want to in- implement our pallets are helping us out with the development there. And this is this is highly appreciated and and is moving things along really really quickly, uh, so sh- we should have something really fun um, for for everybody in January. Wow, wow! And what tech is the Canaria Skybridge metaverse going to be built on? Uh, this is still being discussed and evaluated. We're looking at various engines that are you know open source and can be reverse engineered. We're also looking at the potential to build our own UI for this and just leverage um, existing components but put them together in a way that um, that will benefit the, the SkyBridge users. But in a nutshell, it's not decided yet. We're still evaluating. The goal is to find something that runs really well on mobile, mm-hmm. but that doesn't doesn't kind of, um, you know, uh, reduce the experience on uh, in the browser or, or on, on the desktop. What can you tell us about Chunkies? What are they good for? Are we going to have to hatch them as well or rescue them from a dragon? How are we going to get our hands on some Chunkies? Chunkies are... Um, we actually wanted to to launch Chunkies as part of the the Christmas like kind of period. Yeah. Um, but we've hit some snags with moving Remark 2.0 onto Singular, oh. uh, so this is taking a little bit longer, and so this is why we're we're um, holding off on that a little bit. Mm. But in general, the Chunkies are envisioned as the um, kind of basic entry into the metaverse if the world governance votes it in, mm. where you don't have to have a bird or even rent a bird. Instead, you can just get a get a chunky. Um, there's not going to be a finite supply of chunkies, oh. but there is going to be a finite supply of items that can be equipped onto them. And so this is kind of like this wildcard avatar, this really cheap avatar that you can mint for for you know like very very cheap, and that you can keep minting as many as you want. But their functionality in the metaverse will be limited by the um, by the items that they own, by the lands that their 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 owner has, and by the purely by their experience and the stake of remark that they've put into 
the the entire uh, the game so like if you um let's say you have you you get a mining license by staking remark yeah um there's there's a cap to that you can't really use that one mining license to to farm 500 chunkies and put them to work uh, so you have to optimize your let's say army uh-huh. um and they will benefit from being led by a higher quality avatar uh it's it's all kind of very much in development so i don't want to say much more because it might turn out that I'm wrong. Plenty, but that's yeah. the idea to have a very, very low entry fee um, into the metaverse that will serve purely to support development and and you know pay for costs, uh, but also allow anybody else to play. I get the feeling that this isn't the first video game story you've developed in your life. <laughs> I've dabbled, but I've never published anything, so it is it is officially the first. Wow! And as you were mentioning before, you're kind of writing it with you know all these different groups of people as well, eh? We're paying attention. Um, we're looking at what people are saying, what people want. We can't obviously make everybody happy, but we'll do our best to make it as as balanced an experience as possible and as fun as possible. And we're already working with some other projects, uh, you may call them metaverse or not, mm-hmm. on um, cross-project compatibility. Uh, the whole idea behind Sky Breach is that through these breaches, you will be able to access other universes and uh, share in their item economy, avatar economy, and other stuff. Now, I want to ask you about banners, but I feel like we don't have time. So instead, I want to talk about the Yuletide Festival. We covered it all in yesterday's video, but wondering if there's a pattern to how these boxes are listed. Uh, No, uh, we are trying to... (laughs) The pattern is whenever Yuri catches a breath. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's that's about it. Um, We are trying to be not predictable to prevent, you know, sniping and camping and and just manic refreshing. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you're preventing that at all. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. We might be causing some insomnia and 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 <laughs> mania on on the other end of the spectrum. There, there's no rhyme or reason to us listing them. Um, we wanted to make it random-ish so that people from different time zones have a chance to get some. Okay. Um, other than that, there's no specific logic involved there. I did. We did want to experiment with some alternative listing methods. Um like experiment with uh, some Dutch auction mechanism or something. But again, just lack of manpower. We didn't have time to develop this mm-hmm. in time for the, for the holiday season. So it's it's largely random right now. Um, no announcement. Even we don't know when when he's going <laughs> to click the button. Okay. And so when, when it happens, people just swarm in and, and get them. Um, yeah. And best not to say which Yuri it is. So uh, I, people can message... Uh whichever one they think, and, and try to get information. Well, they could, yeah. They could, they could. Yuri is open to bribes, so go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, um, th- there's a pretty hot secondary market on these boxes. I, I think uh, I saw a lot of people wondering if uh, if you buy a box from somebody else, if it's still going to produce a gift or if it's going to be empty. Um, there shouldn't be anymore. We've disabled the buying and listing process now oh, okay. to prevent this, this uh, skimming. Um, if we didn't think it was in the holiday spirit very much yeah. to flip these, mm-hmm. um, so we disabled this functionality. There was indeed um, a hot market, but this was in part because of FOMO and in part because yeah. people were camping on these boxes and just clicking buy without reading the price, and so they would buy any price that was listed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a silly mistake. You, you you can prevent this by just not having more in your account than you intend to spend. 
but um, but still, it's it's not not very fun or or you know honorable. So we've disabled this functionality. You can you can still buy buy it off market, like off you know through scripts and everything. It's all permissionless. But in the UI, we don't want to support it. Okay, okay. And then to answer the question, are the secondary boxes still going to be honored with a gift or? Yes, yes. Everything's going to be honored with gifts. Okay. All right. All right. And going into the new year, I know you are involved with a lot of people building a whole bunch of different sort of projects across the ecosystem. Are, are there any projects that may be under the radar that you're excited to see come to light in the new year? I do hope that SubSocial gets a lot more of that light. Mm. Um, people should start posting more there. Mm. Uh, and if they don't have the sub tokens needed to do this, they should absolutely DM Alex from SubSocial on Telegram and tell him that not giving everybody sub tokens is a bad idea and that he should shower everybody with sub tokens okay. so that everybody can post there. Yeah. Um, also, I think um, Invar- InvArch is is a fun project, but I'm biased because I'm an advisor there. Um, that's just IP management on chain, where you tokenize ideas hmm. and um, turn turn them into you know like um, registered and tradable intellectual property in a way. Uh, I recommend looking at it um, a little bit. There's a, there's a few more. I, I really like Talisman, mm. where they're going with the extension uh, and improvement to UX. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of them. Um, I'm I'm I have to be honest. I'm least excited about parachains. Oh yeah, interesting, huh? Why why are you least excited about parachains? Why they just don't do it for you? I think most of them are just going to be uh, ghost towns after six months, and I think ninety um, percent of them could have performed better as DApps on an existing chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. It seems like how do you say? It just seems like we have a lot of space and not a lot of people to to build it out. Really. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, Bruno. Well, thanks for all the insights and for coming in and sharing more about everything you're building. Obviously, I love it. Everybody seems to love it. And uh, I really can't wait to see uh, what happens in 2022. (laughs) Thank you very much. 